Hey there, you're listening to Combo Breaker, a one-two punch of enthusiasm. Every other week I come at you with something that I'm enjoying, and I hope that maybe you might enjoy it too. I'm Cole, and I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Real quick, I know that the audio is a little weird. I'm in a different place, different microphone, and I just want you know to I I want wait, I want you know that I know, or I know that you know that it's weird. You know you know what I'm saying. There's a lot of hand gestures over here back and forth. Anyways, this time around, I wanted to talk about my recent experience of doing my first game jam. I talked a bit about it on Twitch, but I figured here I could talk about it in a more controlled manner and really kind of get down and define my thoughts a little bit versus me just talking about it in chaos, being a little dismissive about it. And you know what? I recognize the habits that I have. So on the night of American Thanksgiving, I started a 72-hour game jam. I'm not a total noob uh, to game development, but I might as well be. I've built some what I've what I'm gonna call bespoke arcade cabinets that ran game experiences that I built in RPG Maker, and I've tinkered with RPG Maker off and on since the early 2000s. I've also had enough experience with Unity to know that Unity didn't vibe with me, but really that was five six years ago, so it could be awesome now. But yeah, I'm gonna say kind of a game development noob. Ding dong. But I grew up wanting to make games. In middle school, my two best friends and I would use graph paper to draw out maps of levels in games that existed or design or redesign maps and, you know, make our own. My my one friend stumbled across a bootleg copy of Don Miguel's translation of RPG Maker 2000. We pretty much just built shitty RPGs and, and found you know, the sprites for all the Dragon Ball Z people at that time. So they were always speckled across inns and taverns, you know, as they traveled around the world. But here's to say I have always loved games and our club of game making in middle school, aka the RPG Mafia. We had a crappy logo at the time and we thought we should get our logo on polo shirts so people would take us seriously. Like, pay no mind that we were like 11 and 12, but you know, whatever. RPG Mafia for life. So I'm saying here, I've I've always loved games. I've always dreamed of making games and in earnest and not just as trolling art pieces or poor RPGs with sprites of Sonic Mario and Goku hanging out in a bar. I had stories I wanted to tell and worlds to explore. And, you know, with all that and all projects I want to do, you know, my two dear friends, crippling anxiety and fear of failure come over for a visit. So this year, I've been trying to shed this tomfoolery and cast off the perfectionism and lean in on playing and experimenting. Vibing, if you will. Uh, not failing because I didn't try. That's actually failing. And, if, and, and, and you can't fail while exploring and experimenting. I literally have to remind myself this every day. Seriously. But, you know, I want to play in the space, baby. So back to the game jam. Uh, with talking with friends and potentially starting some new projects that I'll need to be a bit more versatile and knowledgeable for, I, that gave me the inspiration to do a game jam because I want to learn, I want to contribute, and trial by fire or something like that. So I signed up for the Lost Cartridge Jam where I spent 72 hours making a game, and the 
Jam's goal is to be designed to look and feel like a retro or vintage game, like it's been lost to time and you found it in a box in the garage or something. And since I love retro nostalgia things, I was like, duh, let's go, baby. And before the jam even started, I, I already established that my goal wasn't to win. My goal was to have something to submit, something that even if not fully complete, contained ideas and an experience that illustrated what a larger game could be. I wanted to cross the finish line with at least a steering wheel and a tire and, you know, just not, I, I, I didn't want to be in complete wreckage. And I think I accomplished that, but leading up to the jam, I had lots to consider. I wanted to go with pixel art, because if it's 2D, my brain wants pixel art more often than not. So that's when I got Asperite or Asprite or what have you, whatever you want to call it, which doesn't look like much, but it, the, the app is such a powerhouse. Uh, maybe my favorite software right now. I also considered using Pixel Edit which has some really great like color and palette recommendations when you're working with your colors and stuff. It's awesome. But uh, Asprite was where I went, because why not learn software when trying to build a game for the first time? I did wrestle a bit back and forth with what console to base my game off of, and while I love the Super Nintendo, I ultimately went with the NES because the color palette is smaller, and my goblin brain could almost parse how to manipulate my tile sets to use the colors correctly. With that being said, from there I looked at NES games, particularly late NES games, uh, or games that really kind of harnessed the technology of the NES. So Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse, has some amazing tile work, uh, which I love the use of color in. Batman, Return of the Joker, also incredible battle toads, really great use of color. And honestly, Kirby's Adventure does some really cool stuff with like dithering in the background. Um, that's just to name a few, but... I spent perhaps days just poring over screenshots and gameplay footage of how tiles read in static and in motion. And yes, I recognize I was in the deep end with all of this. But this is how I work, y'all. And thanks to my dear friend Silverstreak, he recommended I use GDevelop to make the game. And having seen his work uh, with the software, I was like, well, yeah, sure, amazing, sounds good, yes, let's go. So I used Acebrite to build my tile sets, and then LDTK was a magical way for me to build the levels, and then GDevelop to kind of pull it all together and make the damn thing go. And seriously, y'all, if you don't know about LDTK, it's a fantastic visual tool by Deep Night Games, aka the people who brought you Dead Cells. It was so nice to just plop together my levels by creating layers for my tile sets to just like, you know, thrive or whatever. Silver was also an incredible resource and helped me so much, especially when I goofed up Major and he ended up being on a call with me for almost seven hours. Silver, if you're hearing this, thank you so much. I have not forgotten. But that goofums up aside, the process was awesome. I would not recommend starting making anything, really, in just 72 hours unless you just want to have a condensed brainstorm session and maybe have a sprite that you can high-five. That seems healthier. But with all this, it was wild to see what was attainable in 72 hours, even if I was just bumbling and learning on the fly. Did I do some random YouTube and Skillshare tutorials? Yes, almost constantly the first day. But there's so many tools and resources to get into game development, and of course I would just mention the software and tools I use, but there's so much more. I just love me some pixel art and platforming, and the fact that I can make anything reminiscent of a game is awesome. I feel powerful. I'm so excited. It's not a surprise I love retro games and retro-inspired goodies, and the ability to bring those ideas in my head to life 
in a new way is just, whew, yes. I guess what I'm trying to say is the game jam didn't scare me off from game development. It only inspired me and empowered me, I guess. It generally is wild to see what tools are out there and what people can do with varying understandings of code. Because I'll tell you what, I can hodgepodge some HTML together for random things as long as Tumblr lets me preview my disasters, but damn, I'll be honest, I feel like I'm going through a tiny little renaissance. I've always believed games are good, and games are art, and games are worth making, but the fact that I can make games to that degree with my lack of knowledge, and that's not to discredit the knowledge that I do have, mind you, like, I understand that, but, like, it's empowering just to kind of, like, figure it out on... at it's it's far less intimidating. Granted, I just made a 2D platformer, but like it it made me see what was possible if once I have more knowledge under my belt and I can like put those building blocks together and like get more complicated with things, like I'm unstoppable. So I guess this episode is about the game jam. I, I maybe um, it was a liberating experience, and maybe it's just about trying and experimenting, and if there's something you want to do, go try it. Scope it out. Feel it out. The internet is full of incredible resources. It's also terrifying, so please be careful, tread lightly, and maybe take a nibble out of that project you've been thinking about this whole time. You know? Take that nibble. I believe in you. But also, maybe don't do a game jam in 72 hours, because that was um, very stressful, uh, but also really fun. But maybe do a longer jam. What do I know? But thank you so much for listening to Combo Breaker, and I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. And if you did, I hope you share it with a friend. Check out OKRetro.Zone to see what's happening. And of course, you can follow me at OKRetroZone across your social media of choice. But I hope you all have a fantastic week. Until next time. (laughs) 